previously on Roleplay Radio. Griff, have you heard of the Collector? Someone, probably Auric. No one really knows what he looks like. He's going to be a guest here, but of course he's not going to be wearing the mask of the top hat. I do know the Arnezas are in financial difficulty. They might be a potential target for this. Cousin. You call me Griff. Griff, if I were to leave the family unexpectedly, how pissed off would your father be? Leave how? A friend. A very close, close friend. Got it. Special friend. I will extend the courtesy and announce tomorrow that the four of you will be honored with the Burning Hammer Scholarship. You are welcome. Well, 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 if it isn't my favorite band of students. It is Captain Dappling herself. Well, it's nice to see you here as well. I will say I'm quite impressed. The scholarship announcement looks like I'll be having the honor of being your captain for another year, huh? Sir, I just wanted to warn you. Your father is going to ask your entourage to say a few words in front of everyone. Ten You've minutes. seen them. Some of them don't talk very good. I'm quite frightened myself. Can I, can I talk for them? You're certainly expected to talk at first, but what? then they have to say a few words each. <sighs> he hands you a note. I guess gave me this. The letter reads, hey, Griffling, study. Come alone, period. Signed, Oz. People are kind of rallying together in this ballroom. People who were outside are starting to come in because they know banquet's about to start. But first, your father and your mother are standing at the foot of the stairs looking very proud, looking very expectant, both in your direction and your group's direction. Uh, so, uh, news that I just found out, which is, it's fine. Um, as you are each receiving this endowment, scholarship, uh, they would appreciate a few words uh, from each of you, individually, separately, one after the other. You want us to say things on... Uh, we're supposed to say things up on that stage? Uh, on about anything in particular? And one Me? after another. No, not that little. We're, we're each going to give <laughs> a short. Not that little. Like, yeah. How, uh, what, topic, duration? Thank you very much for this honor. I am, I am grateful to be in attendance of such great blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, they didn't seem very happy to hear what we had to say at dinner last night. Yes. No, but this is a performance for everyone. We have to act grateful. So I'm um, allowed to talk. Remember how I said okay. this was so, um, here's a, I, mm, how much do you want me to fuck with your family? Oh, that's very kind of you. Uh, anything that goes wrong will be my fault. Ah, so a lot. Alright, so I probably <laughs> shouldn't announce the, uh, introduction of start of a annual scholarship for tieflings or something like that. Oh, that'd be fun. 
Oh, good, you can, wonderful. Maybe not necessarily for tieflings specifically, but I mean, go for it. Shoot your shot. All right. How long do I have to prepare this? You have five minutes. You have four minutes because you want to do it, wonderful. and then you have All to right. get there. <laughs> Shelly. Just I, have a, start, I took like, a class on this. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh good. Oh. Are you gonna roast them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I say that should be the closer for this. Absolutely. That's gonna be amazing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, Shelly, if you took a class, then okay. Cost can tell you how good I am at it. Cost just gives Shelly this like wide-eyed look. Like, what? Okay. I, you know what? This is gonna work out better than I thought. I didn't know you were taking a class. I, you know. Okay. The, tr- the trumpets begin to sound. Oh, I gotta go. The musicians are uh, calling the attention to the foot of the stairs. Why did they, nobody tell me that we have to be on a stage in front of all these people and talking to everybody? Uh, I think this is what's called a setting us up for failure. <laughs> How does that make them look good? Because we look bad in comparison. Probably something like that, and also further proof that you know, we're undeserving of being here, et Yeah, et we're et you know, pathetic and losers, and they're good for taking pity on us or something. Ah, uh, now... I know this doesn't really help with stage fright at all, but in my experience, the best way to deal with this is basically to prove them wrong or do something very unexpected. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say picture them all in their underwear. No, that's just really awkward. It is. I tried that. It doesn't help. It makes me more nervous. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Especially because I don't really know what a lot of different races look like in their underwear. Oh, I do. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's time. Okay. Who talks first? We'll figure it out. And he's standing by your side with the five of you. As uh, your father, his voice booms all over the ballroom as he casts thaumaturgy on himself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 700th annual Burning Hammer Gala. And everyone starts clapping very cheerfully as he holds up his fists to demand the silence again. It is a pleasure to have you all here, friends, colleagues, family. Six months ago, my beloved son, Griffin, had a bright idea that for his first year in Strixhaven, he would offer four of his housemates who were in need of help a scholarship of sorts. Now, being the businessman that I am, I saw an opportunity to give back, and I was humbled by my son's generosity, which he learned from me, from his grandfather, and his father. Generosity lies 
within our blood. We give back to the world as the world has given to us. Now, it is my honor to present to you. He looks at the letter. You probably can't see from here, but between me and you, it says F squad. Yeah, baby. <laughs> he ignores it. <laughs> Griffin and Entourage, please step up. And people clap for him, for you guys. Uh... Griff, Griff looks at them and says, None of that was true. This wasn't my idea. Let's go. There's a couple of snorts when they see, especially Mistake and Shelly. They don't say anything about Garrett. They don't say anything about Koss. Koss a dwarf. Koss is the same dwarf self that um, okay. anybody from the Silver Trove clan may have met previously. Ah, uh, okay. So you hear some gasps like upstairs as like you see some dwarves like waving. Mm. Very much in the spotlight here. Oh, Lorene, uh, you hear a gas coming from this balcony up here as Lorene like waves at Garrett. Really oh, Lorene is here, <laughs> not Lorene her mom? is here, and her dad. Not the mom. Not the mom. So Gary will kind of awkwardly wave back. Hi, Gary. <laughs> and so you are called up, and Bjorn gives Griffin a pat on the back. Says nothing, just gives a hand motion as if saying, your audience is waiting. <clears throat> and he's he's going to play the role, I think. Approaches the podium. Um, father, mother, family, and fellow distinguished Burning Hammer, honored guests, friends. Uh, it is my distinct pleasure to be here. What you heard from him, my father was true. The, the generosity of the Burning Hammers was something that was taught to me, instilled within me, and something that I hold dear. Something that I think gives integrity to who we are. Integrity is one of those things that you can't necessarily... Uh, I guess it just, it comes from you. And I know that my integrity comes from the strong lineage of my great father, Bjorn Burninghammer. It gives a moment to let people clap. People do clap, but Bjorn holds it. He's got a cane, very nice cane with like a lion head on it, and he just holds up the cane to demand silence for you. Mm -hmm. And as bright as he is, today is a day that we honor uh, a true beacon of Strixhaven. These wonderful people behind me um, gave me generosity and kindness where others just wanted to get to know me because of our name. And they have been kind to me and treated me as just another person. Which I think can be very nice. As, uh, it can be tiresome to have people bowing to your feet all of the time. Speed it up, Griffin. And not to mention that these friends also kept Strixhaven afloat. 
literally, figuratively, through battling uh, things that have come alive from some type of, I don't know, eldritch bomb. They're smarter than me. You should ask them. <laughs> There's a couple of chuckles in the audience. As some people kind of Other fights on the grounds and dormitories and the library. Heck, you know, if it weren't for them, I don't know if I'd necessarily be here in such wonderful shape as I am today. Dapplewing is giving you the stink eye from up in the balcony. And of course, with the distinct pleasure of working in tandem with Captain Dapplewing and her Dragon's Guard, these friends have truly earned their place amongst uh, the mythology of Strixhaven. At least for this year. An important one. And so... I think it'd be nice to hear a few words from them, and maybe we'd all learn something. Who knows? Thanks, <laughs> 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 So, so, <laughs> who's going first? Gary can go. Uh, okay. Uh, the greatest first-year chef of this Bozen Tower. Uh, Tavern. Tavern. Uh, Garrett, you can call him Gary. Uh, Greg. 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 I'm not good at this. <laughs> so before Gary walks up, he just sort of says out loud to himself what mistake said, and he's like, "Do something unexpected." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Dexterity check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your shoes are so slippery and the floor's made of marble and it's been waxed. So you eat shit. Hold on, 19, can I catch him? <laughs> no, I think he eats shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, what a prankster he is. Get on up here, Gary. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm fine. Happens all the time. I would like to say thank you to the Burning Hammers for this opportunity. I have heard it said that when you go to university, you learn just as much, if not more, from your classmates as you do from your professors. And I think that that is true. I have learned a lot from my classmates and I would love to demonstrate to you one of the things that I have learned today. And Gary pulls out a little squeegee bottle and he squeegees it to the uh, the bottom of his shoes. And then Gary jumps. <gasps> oh, oh. Yes. You jump. <laughs> you jump just like to the middle of the ballroom? Yeah, he or? just like jumps forward as far as he can. Roll me a second dexterity check for the landing. <laughs> That's a spell. Amazing. <laughs> He does amazing! He sticks that landing. It's impressive and people clap. Oh, I can see why you were the recipient. Yeah. <laughs> That's Carrie's whole speech. Okay. While you're over here in the crowd, Lorene walks up to you, basically runs up to you like and just throws her arm around you like she's known you for 10 years. It's like, Carrie, oh my god! I didn't know you were gonna be here. I mean I suspected it, but more awkward head pads. This is my father. And 
This very well-dressed gentleman walks up to you, but stumbling. It's like, hey, oh, sorry. Hey, mate. Only human and a whole crew of lessers. Ah, you must be so proud oh. of yourself, you goddamn nope. genius. Nope. Tell me, nope. what's nope. that like? Well, I wouldn't know because I don't happen to know any lessers, so can't help you there, mate. I'm very confused, mate. Hey, listen, have I got the timeshare opportunity for you? Let me talk to you for a second. I have no money. That's why I have a scholarship. Lorene, I thought your friends were... Oh, God. And then Lorene is very apologetic. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, he's already drunk. Sounds like Shelley, but Shelley's a lot more tolerable than your father. Yeah. Hey, uh, maybe during dinner or after dinner, let me talk to you real quick. You know, actually, I need to talk to you as well, so sure. Great. Oh, your friend's going up. <laughs> Who's next? I can go next. Uh, this next person is, is the, uh, quite frankly, the, the glue that keeps it all together. Yeah, heck of a singer and uh, pretty darn good on a tiny guitar. Uh, called a lute. <laughs> that's also called a lute. Um, and we call him Adrian. Right? <laughs> Adrian. Uh, so Foss approaches the uh, main stage area looking incredibly nervous with everybody looking at them. They've never been on this stage with this many people. Certainly not this many important people. Hmm. Okay, we'll just kind of timidly start with, um, hello, my, uh, I'm Adrian, and I'm, I'm, I'm also very grateful to the Burning Hammers for this opportunity. Uh, can I roll a performance yeah. check to give an, Absolutely. an idea of how things go? Oh, I'm doing so, I'm doing so poorly at performance. No. Uh, but it's 12 in total. Okay. So. When I got into Strixhaven, I found the place where I felt like I could be the person that I wanted to be. The person that I thought that I actually was. And I am just in incredibly grateful for this opportunity that you all have, have offered me to continue doing that. There, there are people who say that Strixhaven is a bad place, somewhere that that is hiding away knowledge, but I think that everybody here knows what it's like to wear a mask, to, to try to make something look like something that it isn't. So and we can all agree that Strixhaven is a place where nobody needs to wear a mask. Um, thank you. There's a lot of whispers and murmurs in the crowds. That one gets a few claps from upstairs from your Silver Trove clan, for sure, but it's mostly just like polite claps from the rest of them. They read into that a lot. And Captain Dapplewing, once more, is not looking very happy. That smile that she gave you guys might have seemed genuine at first, but now it's just like, and you fucked it up. <laughs> She's trying to appeal to the masses and you guys have been drilling it in and I love it. She doesn't. <laughs> Who's next? I think that's Mr. me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and this next person is the most intelligent 
most thoughtful person I've, I've met yet here, and so, uh, yeah, this is, this is Mistake. Yeah, you heard that right? It's a pretty sweet name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Once again, courtesy claps. Yeah. Uh, before getting up, Mistake just whispers to herself, Fiona guides my words. And she walks up and sort of takes a very deep breath and does her best to keep her tail from wrapping too tightly around her ankle. Uh, probably only middling success there. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction and to the Burning Hammers for hosting this. And yes, my name is truly Mistake. For those of you who are wondering why someone would name their child that, I named myself that. Because we all make mistakes and the strongest and wisest people I know are those who admit to it and learn from it. But that is not what we're here to talk about today. Today we are being grateful to those who are welcoming us into their home, who are providing this feast and the festivities, as well as providing all of us a chance to stay at Strixhaven for another year. Which is why I would like to give an extra big thank you to Bjorn Thurninghammer, as this year, marks the first of several upcoming the new annual scholarship the Burning Hammers are supporting to help ensure at least five lucky impoverished students are able to go to Strixhaven. Well, you, you thought it was my idea, so I didn't think you'd mind. Good job, Dad. What is she doing? This is going to help level the playing field for so many people and help unlock so many opportunities for those who would not have this otherwise. And of course, we must also thank Captain Dapplewing <laughs> for providing such a wonderful school for people to attend and for having faith in her students to do what is right and honor their Strixhaven legacy. So thank you to all of you for attending tonight. Bjorn is <laughs> He holds up his uh, his like lion head cane once more to demand the silence and we'll say something before Shelly goes. <clears throat> that decision has yet to be finalized, but thank you for providing them with a just a sneak peek of what's to come and the generosity that our house will bring to the world. Thank you, Miss Mistake. <sighs> Get it over with, last one. <laughs> well, uh, thank we you. We are hungry. For your patience, I'm sure you're hungry. Uh, oh boy, how do you 
describe this one. Well, Shelly, they're the kindest, most well-intended turtle with a heart of gold and the newest, most distinguished, might I add, recruit of the Honorable Dapple Wings Dragon's Guard. Uh, and hey, a good friend to boot. Maybe they overshare a little bit. Maybe you take it with a great assault and some flexibility and humor. Lots of humor. Lots of humor. Okay, Shelly. <laughs> Shelly's going to walk up to the microphone. And is there a microphone? Yes, and I'd like for there to be like immediate feedback and like awkward fumbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though none of it's electric, something will happen. microstone. So Shelly's going to start off a little quietly. You, you took a class in this, you said, right? Shelly gives you a nod. You, you got this, right? Shelly looks terrified. All right, Shelley, I believe in you. Behind his on. shoulder, you see his dad just glaring at you, and saying just, nothing. Shelly takes out one of their apples and tosses it to the dad. <laughs> he does nothing. It just like bumps him in the chest and falls. It smells like booze. Sorry, I'll give you a different one. Um, if I you don't. Want. I'll hold. I'll hold it. I'll, okay, I'll hold. you might need it. What? <laughs> Shelly goes up to the microphone and says, Yesterday, Griff said not to speak. It would be offensive. Your ear's too weak. So here I am about to speak. Little do you know, I'm going to take a leak all over your show. Don't you know, I only stay quiet for a friend. But oh, he said, that must end. And I need to say thanks for all this help. Well, Welp, I grew up eating kelp, and that's fine by me. I don't need all this fancy schmancy making me antsy to rip off this shirt. What's it even worth? More than my life. Well, I'm rife with gratitude and prefer to be nude. Shelly rips off their shirt. So yeah, I'm happy you're paying for my school, but that doesn't make y'all any less of a tool for using me and my friends to make you look good. Stood up tall like a tree stripped of wood. We all see you naked despite your clothes. The dead of centuries dream from your toes, leaving behind a snail trail of pain of the type you disdain and can't abstain from feeling, stealing away into your castle to hide because the real world is too much of a hassle. I wouldn't be surprised if you can't last a day without finding someone to pay to change your diapers, little wipers to clean away all the shit. So these words are meant to hit. Well, now try and wash me away, whatever. Through the swamp waters, I'm meant to sway. And that, that was a preview of Shelly Shell's new slam poetry book. I want to say Captain Dabblewing's hanging out with a lot of Silver Quill alums, and a lot of them look like very proud. But it's mostly like this area that's clapping. <laughs> oh, Everywhere else is just stunned silence. Stunned silent, yep. Griff is going to eat the apple. You're just gonna. Oh, it's not even gonna crunch because it's fermented. It's, it's just, just smush. <laughs> Bjorn steps forward, just looks at his guests with a stunned look. Shall we eat? That's it. Nothing else. Like, no one knows what to say. And then the band in the corner just starts playing music. <laughs> <laughs> Head to one of the guest lounges, you're all. You have assigned seats for supper. 
Everyone except you. To Shelly. You follow me to my study. Oh, okay. Did you like did you like the gratitude? No, no talking part. Oh yeah, he's a burning man. No talking part. Just go. Okay. And he just lifts his cane and walks head towards his study. Uh, should we help? Can Rip. we help? You you guys go. I'm gonna go with them. And so Griff will follow behind. Bjorn heads to behind his desk, reaches into a drawer, pulls out a necklace. You have embarrassed me. Oh, um, that was what my teachers told me I was supposed to do. Thank you. I am not your teacher. Well, do you know Professor Blackstone? I sure do. Yeah, he said, he said whenever I'm up on a stage, to always do what he taught me to do. You mean... Talk out of your ass. Well, I mean, I do make it up as I go. Shh, they're 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 taking that <clears throat> that what, slam poet like insult. No, no. I mean, it's all just about you know communicating how you feel. Let me tell you something about Barry's Blackstone. That's not even his name. I know. Oh, actually, do you know his name? I do. Can I know it? No. How could I make you tell me? I have grown tired of hearing your voice. Okay. I can stop you talking see this? now. This is a very special necklace, Shelly Shell. I am loaning it to you. And he starts putting it on Shelly while staring at Griff. Shelly's not going to let him do this. No? Shelly's going to um, put their head into their shell. <gasps> <laughs> It's either the necklace, or you're out of here. My outfit? I already took that off. Or you're out of here. Wait, am I in trouble? <sighs> That's what he's trying to convey. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Burning Hammer. I will forgive you if you put on the necklace. 100%. Can I ask you one big favor, though? Sure. If I put on the necklace, well, what does the necklace do, first of all? Because I was going to tell you that if I don't talk for the rest of the day, would you tell me his name? <laughs> he stares you down. Are you a turtle of your word? Yeah. Deal. And Shelly reaches out their stump. I, uh, we don't have to shake on it, but I usually shake. It's fine. He puts a hand over the stump. For your information, Griff, that necklace, you know this necklace. It is the necklace that your father uses to shut people up so they can only speak five words at a time and cannot respond after that until they are spoken to. <laughs> Griff wore it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Bjorn is going to get fed up and grab his cane and say, I'm going to go have supper. You can stay here the rest of the night for all I care. Shelly's gonna put two stumps together and bow. <laughs> so, Bjorn left the room, leaving Shelly and Griff alone in the study. Shelly's gonna go like like this to Griff, like like boom boom on the shoulders, like ah. I don't know how in the midst of being punished you negotiated a deal. <laughs> That was amazing. 
you hear a voice in the corner of the room saying, that's the best time to negotiate, Griffling. Shelly, would you please go get our friends? Um, Shelly, at this point, might know where you keep your sending stone. Griff will give it to you. Shelly will grab the sending stone, walk out the door, and whisper very quietly into it. Bartholomew, Griff says to send the F squad to the daddy's daddy. <laughs> do you leave or do you wait outside? Okay. Shelly will then go back in. <laughs> and that's even more awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you were, you were supposed to go and re- retrieve them and not be here. And in that same corner, up high, a figure appears out of thin air. A Leonin sitting atop a bookshelf. Very cool, like with a tail dangling. So cool. Looking very roguelike. Looks a lot like you and your father, except his hair, his mane has grown out and is very unkempt. He doesn't really brush it, but he does decorate it with like beads and he's got tattoos. Very grungy. There's your uncle Osric. You might remember him. Last time you saw him, you were about 10 years old. But he is aged, and he's got many more scars than you ever remember seeing on him. Meanwhile, in the banquet hall, the food has been served. It is, ooh, it is overwhelming how many scents hit you all at once. Fried boar, fried duck, fried chicken, all sorts of animals. It's all fried. Though. All fried, mm-hmm. or roasted, or some kind of... It's very elaborate. There's a lot of tables set up and there's assigned seating and of course you're all sitting together. Can I see Jerick from here? Oh yeah. I'm going to make his food taste like ash. Ooh. Yeah, he spits it out like <coughs> But if anyone else tastes it, it's fine. <laughs> Brita looks pretty amused and uh, she's also looking a lot at the clock. Among other weird things that are happening, there are some whispers among the crowd that things are going missing. A ring, a pair of earrings, necklaces. Almost every table has a person or two saying, hey, have you seen a, have you seen this? Looking around, looking under the table, heading to the other rooms, being like, I was just here. Maybe it fell around here. Can I try this? Bots, anybody who might be trying to steal this stuff? You can roll a perception check, sure. It's a 19. Yeah, I mean, most of the people are drunk. So, like, some of this might even look like, you know, sloppy drunk people losing stuff. Nobody is actively pickpocketing or anything. That's. It is very crowded, though, so it, it is difficult. There are people certainly very close, some other people, like, courting each other, like, you know, putting a hand over each other's shoulders. So, like, you see that? and you think maybe a good enough pickpocketer might do that. But that's what's happening. Mystic's gonna double check her earring, but she also designed it specifically that it would be very difficult for someone to steal. Nothing's been stolen from you. Um, at one point, Dappling will approach the three of you. That was absolutely embarrassing. Do you know what you've done? You especially, and your friend Shelly. What were you thinking? And you! 
asks at Strixhaven. Talk about stirring the pot, calls Silvertrow. In everyone's defense, we were given like 10 minutes to prepare. We don't care if you were given 10 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour or five minutes. Okay, it's not just not everyone's a silver quill. Are you saying you don't approve of such a scholarship? I approve of the scholarship. I don't approve of you stirring the pot. My name is already stained as it. It sounds like a scholarship like this would only help your case, wouldn't it? She pulls out a handkerchief. Especially if people are particularly upset about the cost of the school. Besides, I I thought Bjorn had already talked to you about it. I thought everything was fine. I had no idea you were completely kept in the dark about it. It's fine. It's all fine. What's not fine is students making my tenure as captain look bad. And you can see that she has been bleeding and she's wiping her nose. It looks almost like it started bleeding out of stress. And her, her clockwork owl like perches on her shoulder. If we could make your tenure as captain look bad, it's just what, four of us? Then uh, I think there might be bigger problems. Out of curiosity, captain, is your owl recording everything? Yes. Only what he is, right? Yes. It has very good hearing. Very. So there was something off about the night. People conspiring, or Owl would know. Perhaps. Oh. Good to know, I can see why you keep it around. And around then Bartholomew shows up. Uh, I do hope that the three of you uh, are not that hungry. Master Griffin needs you. Specifically, Master Shelley stated that Master Griffin needs you in daddy study. Mm. Uh, Which I can only take to mean one thing. Please let it what, not be a sex thing. thing. <laughs> just, that. just follow me, will okay. you? Uh, 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 we'll have to catch up with you again, uh, uh, Captain. We're needed elsewhere. Fine. Try not to stir the pot further. Thank you. If the pot's there, then it might as well be stirred. I disagree. <laughs> Meanwhile, as you guys are heading there, in the study, Shelley and Griffin, you're both there. Osric has appeared. He hops down from the bookshelf. Like a bunny? <sighs> no, like a cat. <laughs> like a layout in. Rises up, flicks his hair up. So cool. And walks up to you. Doesn't touch you, unlike your dad, who just lays a hand on you when he sees fit. Fuck, you're taller. Is it too much to ask for a hug, Griffling? Yes. Yes, it is. I respect it. Shelly will, like, reach out. He, Griff puts his arm across Shelly and just lowers their hugging stumps. It's a very friendly friend you have there. Very friendly. We're not hugging. Shelly puts their arms down. <sighs> well, what a bummer. And he starts pacing around your dad's uh, desk, looking around. Griffin, um, I did ask you to come alone. Why, why, why didn't you? This is a lot harder now. I don't know what to say. Shelly's gonna put their stump up and like point behind them and look at Griff. 
You sh yes. You should go. So what, what is this? Some kind of new... What do you want? Servant your dad has? You want a hug? You want to meet? What do you want? What do I want, Griffin? That's a very complicated question. Well, then why don't you start at the beginning and go slow? I can't. I don't have much time. But I will answer your question gladly. What do I want? I want the same as you, Griffin. My freedom. Shelly's gonna pull out their war hammer. Just casually just put it on their lap. He, uh, he's got like a leather coat and he just flicks it and he's got a rapier. He's not pulling it out. He's yeah, just no. showing it. Yeah, same with Shelly. Yep. Do you mind if I work and talk? And he immediately starts trying to lockpick your dad's desk. Griffling, Griffling. You know, you really were my favorite nephew, Griffling. Oh, Shelly's gonna go up years. and like offer a paw out to be like, can I help? Oh, thank you, yes. Try that one. Shelly will go ahead and try to lockpick it. Your friend is surprisingly helpful. I can see why you keep them around. Griffling's watching this in disbelief. <laughs> Griffling, <laughs> this must seem very strange to you. I can assure you I mean you no harm. Then you can back away from whatever you're doing. Shelly's going to like reach over to their lock. Can you roll a lock picture? Cool. Shelly got a 13. But I want to say that they're not trying to pick it. Okay. They're trying to break the tool. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so you succeed at that. You okay. break the tool and he's like. Shelly's gonna like put up a little pleading eyes face. It's fine. Griff puts a paw on top of what he's looking at. Right. Words first, then action. I get it. I want to say maybe around now you are close to the door? Mistake's been reading the note on the way there, so she has an idea of what they're about to walk into. Bartholomew does stay back because he doesn't know what's up. He mostly thinks, you know, Master Griffin probably wants a moment of respite with his friends, so, you know, he stays behind in the, down the hall door. Can I? motion to Shelly to give me the sending stone back. Sure. Shelly will give you the sending stone back. And as Uncle Osric is talking, he's just gonna press down the talk button. Roll a stealth check. Yeah. That's a 15. Plus stealth, it's an 18. You just missed it. No, I didn't, I won. No, he got a 19. Um, he sees what you're doing and he stops talking and he just shakes his head and gives you a smile. And he points to the table as in like motioning, like put it down. Okay, so then he'll just pick up and call his bluff and say, Bartholomew, we have an unexpected family guest in my father's study. Are you actually doing this? Yeah. He stops lockpicking. As much as I dislike my own family, I have no reason to trust anything that you do. Why? What have I done to you, Griffin? Please, it doesn't have to be to me. You have a rap sheet and you know what it is. In fact, I know you have one because I can't really track down all of your stuff. And whose fault do you think that is? Mine? Mine? So you should probably go. You don't know the first thing, Griffin. You're in grave danger. In fact, you're 
entire crew of friends are in grave danger. And you are wasting your time standing here bringing people to me when you should be out there keeping an eye out. I asked you to come alone. Now, the one group of people who might be worth a damn in this entire ballroom are coming this way, I take it. Because of you. Is his voice being raised higher? At this yeah, point? at this point yeah. you can hear some of that. The three of you can see Bartholomew getting very agitated. Excuse me, let's get the mask. At this point, you tell me when you're coming in. Because at this point, I'm just going to say you can hear. He's raising his voice. I think voice we're so coming can... in now. Right? Yeah, I think once we start hearing the voice outside and Bartholomew gets very flustered and runs off, I think that's when we go in. Okay. You see Osric frown. And then... Several Osrics appear in the room. He's not advancing. He just does this so as to confuse you. And there's a, a moment of very awkward silence. They speak one word at a time, I think, to kind of throw you off even more. Mm -hmm. This was not meant to happen. You're also able to see shadows out the window, like cat burglars, no pun intended. <laughs> he will say it one last time, Griffin. I am not here to hurt you or your friends. Understood? Prove it. And one by one, the fake Osrics disappear. And the last Osric that remains and says, Is that enough? Who are we in danger from? And why are you so keen? Getting something from here. <clears throat> Thank you. The collector is here. I heard you he would be here. And I thought this was my one chance, Griffin. One chance. If, and he looks at the rest of you. If you don't mean us any harm, who is waiting outside? My people. Who are your people? We're a guild of sorts. That's not important right now. The What's name, important is I... The name of the guild is important. <sighs> if I may insight on this. Sure. The Unseen. I have 17. Okay, he's being genuine. He's nothing to hide. This was my one chance to get what I needed, Griffin. What do you need? My freedom. I told you, your father is not who you think he is, Griffin. Your father is... And he like rubs his temples, he's like... Your father's put a hex on me. I can't sleep. I can't live in peace. I see things. I have nightmares. My eye, Griffin. I'm here for my eye. And your father has it somewhere. And I thought that maybe I could trust you because mm, I thought maybe you'd remember your old uncle from back in the day. 
I thought maybe you would have one shred of humility left in you. One shred that might tell you that maybe you don't have to listen to the tabloids. That maybe you don't have to listen to everything Bjorn Learning Hammer has to say about who's out there. Whether they're good or bad, whether they're lesser or worthy. But you've just shown me I cannot trust you. I would imagine we don't have much time before there's chaos out there. Who is the Collector? I, we oh. know the stories, but who here is it? Who is he after? Oh, I have no idea. Then what was your plan? My plan was to get in here and recover what is mine while I had the chance, while everyone out there was distracted. So you had By the Collector. So you didn't even care about the Collector or anybody out there? Why should I? Those people out there, they don't care about you. You think they give two shits about any of you? <laughs> I saw the spectacle. It's not about whether people care about us. I know they don't. Then? It's about caring about yourself. What you do, what you put into the world. You're not making the world better for anyone. You're just serving yourself. Why would we trust you when you could just turn around and decide you got yours. We're here to stop the Collector. If and you want very... us to oh. trust you, then you help us. And we can help you. We're certainly not allies with Bjorn. So, so... Is that true? If you saw the spectacle, and then I think you, you'd know that's true. Yeah? You're not worried about losing your little scholarship? I'm more worried about... Losing what's actually important. The stake is gonna kind of shift away a little bit because this is making her very nervous about what might be happening in the ballroom while they're not yeah. there. Yeah. Right. Well, if you if you're going to if we're going to help you, then you have to tell us how we can find the collector. It'll be the one person not sleeping. Not sleeping. What? What is the? What is oh, being planned? Oh no. Shelly will pull out a bottle of wine from their chalice. Yeah, yeah. And the sake is going back to the ballroom banquet hall. Okay. And I will say, none of you established you had drinks, which is good, except you, and that was your personal stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think mistake would have been too nervous. You're heading back to the ballroom. Everyone is deep in the middle of the banquet. They are having a great time and having a great drink along with it, including. Lorene and her dad, and Captain Dapplewing. What do you do? Is there anyone without a wine glass? Everyone here is drinking. There's not a single person who isn't. Uh, Including Brita, probably. Brita's not there. Okay. Brita has left her seat, and Jarek is uh, looking very sleepy in his seat as he's uh, conversing with other people. Everybody's kind of getting a little, little drowsy. drowsy. All right, and they've already had it, so it's too late to stop that. You uh, see Dapplewing step out of the room as if she's feeling sick and lightheaded. Gary, uh, do you have anything to help these people? At this point, um, I can either help heal them or I can purify the food and drink, but I don't think that's really gonna stop anything that they've already eaten or drunk. I want to check the, um, go through the kitchen and check the, uh, what, retiring room? Okay. And just hurriedly, hurriedly go there, not too concerned about being 
stealthy, mm -hmm. will mention to Koss and Gary where she's going and to suggest they stay here in case it happens here. Yeah. We'll get stealthy going closer to the retiring room. Mostly she just wants to check to see if there's anything or anyone there. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was a three, but I do add seven. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Oh, good! Um, hey. um, you hear a conversation that goes, um, just, just done. You feel the bit sick through the night and come morning you'll be in good shape. Anything else I can do for you? No, no thank you, you've done so much. And then you hear a coin purse drop. Keep it, it's your choice. And you see Guyom stepping out of one of the retiring rooms and he closes the door. Can I say the stick almost fell into the door like he almost hit her with the door when he opened it but she just barely ducked into the corner so when he opened the door she was between like stuck in the corner yeah, yeah. of the door uh Koss and gary you notice samuel exiting the uh the close for renovation room and he's he stumbles upon you both oh, hi sorry uh when are you supposed to be in banquet yes um sam I know that you're busy and you probably have something else to do, deal with right now, but, yeah, uh, but have you seen anybody going near the, the f food and the wine tonight? Any any suspicious activity? Uh, some, a lot of the humans love to drink. Uh, yeah, the, the Arnezas, the, the uh, Captain Dabblewing looked a bit weird. Uh, I can't remember anymore, I'm sorry. I, I need to go. Yeah, I mean, I guess go and uh, good luck. Thanks. Uh, mistake. He's walking your way. Uh, it's only Brita in there. Guyom has left. Yep. Guyom's probably fine. I imagine all, most of the servants are fine because they wouldn't be drinking. I think she kind of guards between the spaces being like, I want to make sure they get out, but I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> and just like pacing back and forth, not sure what to do. Yeah. He goes into Brita's retirement room and you uh, are able to hear a conversation very faintly. It is done. Everything's going according to plan. We'll be out of here in an hour's time. Okay? And she's just like crying and just like very thankful, like, I can't wait to be out of here. The six gonna knock very lightly on the door. Okay. And then kind of squeeze in a little bit. Anything or cause any problems, except there might be a problem in the ballroom. I just want to warn you, you don't go in there. I don't think you were anyway. I mean, just like hide out for a little bit. Okay. I'd tell you more if I had any fucking clue. Uh, we had a we have an airship to catch in an hour. There, there. Do, do you know the the secret passageways to get? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe take those and be very cautious. Great. Mistake. Thank you for your discretion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck. Thanks. Being poor sucks, but you know, it's better than being with this lot. They both, like, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Real quick, study. Osric looks like he's ready to bolt. Looks like my opportunity might be ruined. If I don't get out now, I might be suspected of yet another crime. 
Griffin, before I go, what happened at that opera house was not supposed to happen, okay? I can't tell you the entire story now, but I will. Maybe. Maybe. And he heads towards the window, opens it, looks at both of you, because I assume Shelly's still yeah, there. Shelly's just, just chilling. <laughs> looks at Shelly and says, I do believe it was a genuine pleasure to meet you. Shelly, like, opens their arms up again. He's going in for the hug. He's just like, <laughs> and he'll even whisper, take care of him. He needs guidance. For what it's worth, I'm proud of you, Griffin. The words you said. <laughs> oh, you reminded me of me at your age. I'm proud of you. And your F squad. Stonewall. And he jumps out the window. So back at the ballroom. The first head drops, and it's that of Griffin's mom, which shocks the room. Throws a lot of people off, like, what happened? Some of them kind of try to rush up there to, you know, assist Lady Burninghammer, when they themselves start feeling woozy and kind of start to fall to their knees, clutching their stomach, and then looking very, very drowsy all of a sudden. Uh, Koss will, assuming that everybody is all together here, will save everybody to play along. Uh, going to go to like different areas. Yep. So we're a little bit scattered to hopefully have a good view of everywhere. Shelly's gonna sit down somewhere and put their head mostly into their shell. So people start dropping one by one. Everybody is able to tell, oh, something's up here. Jarek Burninghammer gets up from his seat. It's like, has anyone seen my wife? And he also just collapses and glass of wine breaks. Olaf Burninghammer, Ivar Burninghammer, everyone falls asleep. Gary, Lorene runs up to you. Gary, I don't feel so good. Uh, I mean, it's, all, it's okay. You're just gonna fall asleep and when you wake up, hopefully everything won't be disastrous. Gary, my father went out to puke somewhere. Can you find him for me? She just falls in your arms. Just gonna put her on the ground. You hear screams, doors being slammed in the distance, toppling over glass breaking slowly until eventually everyone in the banquet hall has fallen asleep. How about Bartholomew? He's awake. He's checking in on Bjorn and Astrid, not leaving their side, kind of pulls Bjorn's cane away, like gives them room to breathe, flips them over, makes sure that they're breathing. The five of you are faking it? Is that what faking I Faking it. Yep. <laughs> okay. You hear heels approaching from one of the guest lounges. A light you can kind of see out here in these windows. There's an airship in the distance. This figure emerges out of one of the guest lounges with two duffel bags full of jewelry. This person is wearing black and silver with a mask that I don't think any of you have seen aside from textbooks that Mistakes has checked out and maybe shown the rest of you. It's an auric mask. Shelly's gonna cast Entangle. 
The collector stops walking as he realizes one of his shoes has gotten entangled in vines and just crept out of the marble floor out of nowhere. And he looks back over his shoulder. What does he see? Uh, he sees Captain Dabblewing walking towards him as I cast Silent Image. And also hears her voice saying, I thought I'd find you here. So he's going to start getting close. Yeah. This is cost trying to make a distraction for everybody else. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we'll inch in. You just hear a low laugh. <laughs> and the windows in the other end of the ballroom break as a rope ladder gets sent down. And you see a couple of figures hanging off of the edge of the airship. And then out of nowhere, Bartholomew in the other end of the room levitates. The collector says in a very a voice that is very disguised by a mask, like the mask distorts the voice too, says, Let me go, or he dies. As Bartholomew is like hovering in the air, he's a very frail old man. Uh, Shelly sits down. Oh, can I dispel the entanglement? Sure. Is that something I'm allowed it. to do? Yeah. Shelly's gonna look yeah. at Griff. Griff looks worried. Okay, Shelly will dispel the entanglement. Okay. He takes a moment of respite as he um, says, The F Squad. I will check in on these people, particularly the hosts. Larva has a way of biting. And then heads towards the rope ladder. And you do hear squelching in the distance of Larva on marble floor. And the collector takes one last moment to remove their mask. And you see the face of Captain Dapplewing. You must have questions. I wish I had the time. Grabs onto the rope ladder. As the rope ladder's being oh, okay. pulled up, the collector slash Dapplewing like lowers Bartholomew gently. And then just gives you the faintest of goodbyes. And Shelly jumps. <laughs> You're gonna try to grab on? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, um, so you can jump just fine, but roll me like a sleight of hand check for grabbing. Uh, it's a 14 minus one. Oh, you graze it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Gary also jumps? Yes! yes. All right, slide a hand, slide a hand. Ooh, the turtle, Not the man. <laughs> also want to use Tasha's hideous laughter on the collector. Since we're doing this, um, <laughs> as the collector is lifting off, Kosh will paint an anchor onto the bottom of that rope ladder. <gasps> like paint like the oh yes. my gosh oh my gosh okay that gives gary advantage too because oh. it's it's weighing it down <gasps> 15 and okay you know what they what need a I... uh wisdom save oh yeah how he is after i love those ganging up on i could this fire hilarious Okay, that's yeah, pretty that good. Yeah, that definitely passes. That's a plus one, too. Yeah. Oh, Shelly jumps up and grazes the rope ladder, the end of the rope ladder, mind you, and then falls. 
Gary follows suit and jumps immediately after, like over Shelly, and manages to grip the last bar. So you're kind of hanging off the edge of the ship when suddenly an anchor appears in front of you and starts dragging the airship down by like one side. As the collector looks down, and a couple of gold like fall on your face. Uh, I think Gary's gonna try to climb this rope ladder. Okay, acrobatics check. Ten. Oh, oh no. You're struggling, but you're not falling. Okay. Um, you're just struggling to kind of climb up this anchor. It looks very awkward. If anything, your weight is just kind of adding to the airship, like it's stalling it further. Can Griff misty step up to where she is? You basically have to land somewhere that is safe, so up in you're the like, air doesn't count. Solid, and this like, airship is like... Can't land somewhere on <sighs> the rope ladder? Mistake really can't be helpful here. Uh, Tasha's is like the only somewhat useful thing. So she's going to run to where we last saw Dappling just to see if Dappling is there or not. Excellent. Yeah, you're able to run back into the banquet hall as all of this is happening. Um, Griff misty steps and lands above Dappling, uh, who is masked again. Meanwhile, up there, other Auric are also taking account of this. Mistake. You see the oddest thing. You run back to the banquet hall and you find Dappling with a bloody nose, with an owl right next to her eyes waiting to, for her to wake up. Thought as much. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's fireworks going on in the distance and, and the help is very confused as to why no nobles are enjoying it. It's all part of the show. <laughs> They're all looking up at this airship like, what the fuck is going on? And a couple of the people that were not drinking are like taking notes. They were reporters. So uh, on the ground while this is happening, Shelly's going to be going towards the larva with the war hammer out. Good. I was about to say, is anybody doing oh, anything about I these larvae? Oh, I forgot about Yeah, those. there's like so, four larvae heading Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. Oh wait, are these the same larvae as before? Yeah. Okay, Shelly's just gonna hit them with the pickaxe then. Just gonna stab this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and back in the uh, thing, you crash chromatic orb? It is readied for if they try to be harmful to anybody. Oh, they will. They pull out a rapier. How high off the ground are we? Like 30 feet. So Griff looks at you, looks at Gary. I used up all my spell slots, man. I don't know what you want. <laughs> Griff considers hitting Dappling, uh, but looks up as uh, he's gonna hit the airship. And so he looks at Dappling, looks at Gary, looks at the ship, looks at you again, and just goes, uh, tuck and roll, and does a chromatic orb. 15 plus five to hit. You don't have to roll damage. It's rope and wood, dude. <laughs> yes! Okay. Tell me what it looks like. So what I would imagine is that he lets go of the rope, and he grabs Gary, and as he's falling, he shoots the ship. And he's gonna hold Gary like someone's going uh, skydiving for the first time, and Griff's gonna buffer his fall, and... Fall, fall 30 feet. Griff just, just shit, 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 shit. Cost dismisses the anchor and draws a giant pillow. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you fall and you think you're about to hit grass, you see the dirt, and out of nowhere, a pillow appears. <laughs> I'm gonna at least give you a d6, because I that's still think that's gonna hurt. You, not Gary. Oh, you get little four points of damage. And Gary then... accidentally elbows you in the ribs. Oh, sorry! It's, it's the elbow to the eye and ribs from Gary that actually does the damage. Yeah, yeah. 
the rope ladder in flames falls slowly into the air as you just hear it splat next to the pillow. Oh. <laughs> and the Ulrich mask topples and lands next to both of you in this pillow. Almost as if the mask like, landed looking up at you. Uh, Griff takes the mask and puts it in his pocket. It's a big, big pocket. <laughs> you can hold it, certainly. Tuck it into his belt. It is so cold. He ties it, it to his belt. It, it almost like tingles to touch it. Okay. It's very magic-y. And then he... Are they prone or are they... They're face unconscious up? as far as the... No, are, are they face down or... They They're face down. down. He rolls them over. And Garrett, you're there to witness yeah. this too? Yeah. Marine's father. Knew it! <laughs> boom, boom, boom! Marine's father is lying there as uh, Shelly and Cop. Mistake is not there. I mean, you can maybe reconvene at this point yeah, if you wish. Yeah, probably after checking that the real Dapplewing with the owl was there, ran back, helped Shelly make sure all these larvae are stabbed. And then goes over and we And then... Yeah, we're all here after dealing with the yeah. larvae. Uh, since I since I saved you, you get to tell Lorene that her dad's the collector. You know, but, I kind of thought I was gonna have to be the one to do that, anyways. Uh, or all the jewels, right? The jewels did fall with the collector, and he starts coming to his. Uh, we we've found some way to restrain in this time. As you're reconvening, and Hugo or Nessa is coming back to, and you're you're restraining him in whatever way, shape, or form. A cat with an eye patch approaches you with about five others. Some of them are horned. An Osric burning hammer approaches the five of you and says, ah, Well, I'm a man of my word. We have this handled. We can take this guy. Thank you for restraining him. Why are you taking him? What are you doing? Oh, a little questioning. Why do you want him back? I mean, he is our, well, my friend's dad. There is that. And I feel like, you know, there are a lot of people here who are going to want answers for what just happened. Feels like we should be able to give them one. Are you sure? Because... And he looks up, and the full moon is out. It is covered by some clouds, but the clouds are starting to disperse as Hugo, like, is laughing. <laughs> you have ways to deal with that? Oh, we can handle him. Fellas, do us a favor. And a couple of the other individuals who are, like, they're wearing, like, a bandana over their, like, their mask, quote-unquote, but, like, they're not Ulrich. They're, they're wearing, like, cat burglar outfits. Shelly's gonna whisper in Oz's ear, Can I? Sure. Just know that wherever you go, this represents justice. Shelly's gonna take it and put it on. <laughs> now, do you wish us to take him and have him back to you by morning? Or do you wish to take care of him on your own? Yeah, while everyone's you know what? No, back, yeah. Back, back by morning sounds great. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do it, do it, please. Restrain him. Maybe I can chat with not yourself, someone else. Sometime soon, on Mermaid's Tale. Mermaid's Tale. I'd be happy to have a conversation in better circumstances. Griffin, 
If you find my eye, please, please. I'll put it in the fridge. <laughs> Wherever is better than your father's hands. Destroy it if you must. I'm serious. And so they restrain him as Hugo and as just like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, mates. You're done. You know that? We're gonna come hunt you down and we're gonna as they just like gag him. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekaset and Nanantan peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Amelia Markopoulos, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.